Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to the Spiritual Leadership Podcast with Pastor Andrew Pham. Um, by way of introduction, my name is Pastor Andrew Pham, and I am Associate Pastor of a small church in Bellwood, Melbourne, Australia, called Christian Alliance Church of Victoria. And so this podcast is all about spiritual leadership. And the reason for this particular podcast is because I've been, I'm a big believer in um, uh, spiritual maturity and, and personal development, in particular for Christian emphasis and I think lately I've been grieving, um, yeah, just some of the things that are out there. I'm not saying uh, a lot of the material out there is not good. I think it's helpful. But what I've been grieving is that the lack of emphasis on uh, biblical approach to, I guess, a lot of the things um, in terms of leadership and even spiritual leadership in particular and spiritual disciplines in particular. And um, if you, for instance, walk into Kurong and you go into the leadership section, a lot of the books have a really big business emphasis on it. And... Um, I just think that our, our, the wider body of the church needs to come back to maybe a more biblical focus on things that are spiritual rather than on um, circular principles of leadership in particular. So this podcast is all about spiritual leadership, and my hope for this particular podcast is that I will help you accelerate your spiritual maturity so that you could lead more like Jesus and do more for Jesus. And so I really hope this podcast speaks to you. And if it does, uh, make sure you leave a review or a rating. Um, and without further ado, I can't wait to get into our first ever topic. And that will be on fasting because my church right now, um, I'm encouraging people to go on a 40-day fast with me, not a full fast. And I'll explain that later. But just to seek God in prayer and fasting for revival within our church. And I could not think of a better way to start a spiritual leadership podcast than with fasting and prayer. So I hope this speaks to you. So why don't we just get started? So first and foremost, what is fasting? And I've got two definitions here from John Piper and Donald Whitney, and I'm really indebted to them for their particular teaching and their references will be in the, in the notes. Um, so please make sure you check them out. And so first and foremost, what is fasting? Fasting is a temporary renunciation, something that itself is good, like food, in order to intensify our expression of need for something greater, namely God and his work in our lives. That's from John Piper. Secondly, another great definition is Christian fasting is a believer's voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purpose purposes. And that's Donald Whitney. And I really like this Donald Whitney uh, definition because I really believe that fasting helps us have a greater intimacy and need um, f- for God, and it uh, it sharpens our spiritual antenna to what He's doing, and it allows us to hear from Him better, but also pray for the things that we want to happen in a powerful name of Jesus and according to His will. And when you look at fasting, and in particular fasting from the Western Church, it's a, it's almost like a lost art, lost art. Like I know, for instance, at our church at CACV, we've never fasted before. This will be the first fast that we have ever gone through. And I, and I have a suspicion that most Western churches, in particular the ones who have a really powerful biblical focus um, and, and love studying the Word, there is a lack of perhaps use of spiritual weapons. And fasting is definitely one of them. And the funny thing is that in the Bible, fasting, um, uh, the word fasting occurs roughly 77 times. And when you compare that to baptism, which happens 75 times, it is pretty unbelievable that we focus so much more, more on baptism than we do on fasting when it comes to our spiritual life and our spiritual disciplines. 
And in the Bible, fasting majority of the time, I'm I'm, I'm going to guess uh, 95% of the time, don't quote me on that exactly, but 95% of the time, fasting is with food. Some form of abstinence from food, some form of, um, yeah, let it be complete fasting from food, and even some cases, water. Um, and that, yeah, that is giving something up, something good in order for us to draw closer to God for spiritual purposes. And there are other instances in the Bible where fasting is not food. And for instance, in 1 Corinthians 7, 1, 5, uh, couples are encouraged by Paul to give up sex, to, to abstain some sex, um, so that they can f- pray and fast or pray for something. And also in, in, in Daniel 6, 8, there is a king that is, you know, a word about what's going to happen to Daniel, um, and he fasts entertainment for the night. And there are, yeah, many different types of fasting, which I will go through in um, the next podcast as to how to fast. But in this podcast, I want to uh, answer the question why we should fast and the purpose of fasting, in, in particular, a biblical focus. So what fasting is not so the word fasting these days, if you look at the world, it's all about fasting to um, lose weight. So let me be clear. Christian fasting has nothing to do with losing weight. It's not something that you do to look good. It's not something that you do to, to lose weight. It's not something like intermittent fasting as you go on a diet. And it's not, not, not only just not about dieting, it's also not about being fanatical. So there's kind of like this thing out there that's uh, only fasting, Christian fasting is for like those religious elite, like pastors or like, um, um, you know, monks who who, 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 who fast in a temple. Um, it's nothing like that. And I really believe that fasting is from everyone, for every single believer and not just the religious elite. And it's not about going on a diet. So let me explain. In Matthew 6.16, it says this from the NKJV. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men to be fasting. Surely I say to you, they will have their reward. But you... When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who's in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So Jesus here is talking in Matthew 6 about the Sermon on the Mount. And one of the things he talks about first and foremost as he starts his public ministry is fasting. And it's not saying if you fast. It says when you fast. Not if you fast, but when you fast. So there is an assumption here that every single one who calls his disciples is called to fast. Not if you fast, but when you fast. That means that if you're a Christian, you should be fasting on a regular basis. When you fast. So um, fasting is for everyone and not just a certain people group. And so why do we fast? What are the reasons for fasting? When should we fast? And that's the questions that I want to answer in this podcast. So first and foremost, the purpose of fasting is to seek God's guidance and wisdom. In Acts 14.23, Paul and Barnabas pray and fast to appoint elders for that particular church. And I believe it was um, in Antioch. And so they asked the Lord, you know, who should we appoint as elders and leaders? And so they prayed and fasted and God gave them answers. So we 
the reason for our first and foremost fasting is to seek God's guidance and wisdom. So if you have a challenge or a problem of, you know, you, you need um, yeah wisdom and guidance because you're just not sure, pray and fast about it. Secondly, another example of this, a subset of perhaps um, seeking God for guidance and wisdom is in Daniel 10.3. And the context of this particular chapter is that Daniel had a dream and it was like this terrifying dream about beasts and all these types of things that were like almost end time themes, right? And he fasts these things in, tenth, in Daniel 10.3. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all. For the free, for full three weeks, he fasted these items and he sought God for answers to this particular vision and dream. And God gave him in those in the next, next couple of chapters and verses. So we see that in order to understand something that is spiritual, we can also pray and fast in particular vision or dream. Thirdly, Fasting um, also happens quite regularly to express grief, in particular in the Old Testament. So Nehemiah, for instance, fasts in um, Nehemiah 1, 1 to 4. He fasts and prayed when he heard the Jerusalem walls broke down and which led the Israelites extremely vulnerable and disgraced compared to neighbors. It grieved his heart, so he decided to pray and fast for it. It was to show grief. David also fasted when... Um, Saul and Jonathan died in in the in the battle, and this is uh, in two Samuel one twelve. Um, da- uh, David, you know, mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and Jonathan his son for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. It was used to express grief, and David also fasts after he loses his son. Um, and we see this as a common occurrence. Uh, to express grief, something that we can do as well to express our grief over the loss of something, a situation, a person, or or something as well. And number four, um, to seek deliverance or protection. So we're praying for uh, 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 a difficult situation from our enemies. And this happens very regularly also in the Old Testament in the Bible. So in Esther 4.16, she asked the Jews to fast in order for her to petition King King Xerxes not to kill and exterminate the Jews. So she goes and and calls upon all the Jews to fast for three full days. And they were to pray that she would get protection to petition the king to ask for deliverance. Um, Also, David fasts in Psalm 109. In order to protect him from our enemies, which says this, my knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt with no fat. So in order to protect ourselves from a difficult situation, let it be, you know, um, you're in the corporate world and there are a lot of enemies out there or, you know, bullies at school or whatever it is that where you're feeling the need to fast because of deliverance and protection. That is also a common thing for, for prayer. And I want to just preface this that a lot of these purposes of um, uh, 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 of fasting is from a guy named Donald Whitney, which I'll reference in the um, notes. And so please check out his book. Um, it's just I've got a great, great, great uh, understanding of fasting, and it's referenced plenty of times by other different authors and people. And so please check out that reference um, for more details. So number five. To strengthen prayer. So fasting intensifies our prayer and deepens our desire for for prayer. 
from um, we see this, um, yeah, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, fasting has been used when there is special urgency to do so. In Ezra 8.23, when a group of Israelites were being led back to Jerusalem, Ezra proclaimed a fast in order for the people to seek the Lord earnestly for passage. And this is what it says. It says, so we fast and implored our God for this and listened to our prayer or entreaty. And there's something about fasting that serves to strengthen our prayers, almost like a constant pleading. And and it goes to God with a sense of urgency. Um, Yeah, like it's like, hey, this is really important, God. Please, please answer our prayers. All right, number six is this. We, we, We fast also to repent. And you may find this interesting, but but passing to pre- a, a, a repent is actually extremely important. And we see this in, in the Israelites in 1 Samuel 7, 6, which says this. They drew water and put it out before the Lord and fasted on the day um, and said, we have sinned against the Lord. In Joel 2.12, the prophet commands his people to specifically fast in order to repent. And it says this, Even now, declared the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So we are called to fast in order to genuinely repent. We also see this in Jonah. After in Jonah 358, after Jonah pronounced judgment against the city of Nineveh, the king covered himself with sackcloth and sat in the dust, and he ordered his people of Nineveh to fast and pray. And and they relent and God relented judgment on Nineveh um, because of that act of repentance through fast and pray. We are also number eight, we're also called to fast in order to pray for God's work. God often places his desires on people's hearts. For instance, for a a ministry or a certain uh, people group, we see this in Moses who had a heart to free his people. Um, We see this in Nehemiah who fasted for the walls of of, of Jerusalem. Um, And yeah, we see these types of fasting in order for the work of God um, to manifest itself. And you will maybe be called to fast for a certain people group. Um, I know people fast to abolish the, the, the abortion laws, all those type of things. We are called to fast for the things of God's work. Number um, um, nine, or eight, sorry. In Isaiah 58, the people of Israel um, had to humble themselves and they were to pray for the needs of others. And this is such an important thing as well um, when I was doing research on this particular topic because it's so interesting. We're not only to fast for ourselves, a certain situation, deliverance, but we're actually called to fast for certain people. And in Isaiah 58, um, it says this, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? So they're speaking to God. Yet on a day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. And this is God's response. Your fasting ends in calling and strife and strike each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard. Is this the kind of fasting I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? 
this is not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the, ch- uh, sorry, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of the injustice, to untie the cords of yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them, not to turn away from them your own flesh and blood. You see, God calls us to pass, to fast for other people um, and their needs. For instance, the poor, the homeless. Uh, the oppressed, the injustice, the the, 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 the the sex slaves that are being taken from their families in Asia. He calls us to pray and fast for them. To pray for the needs of others. He also calls us, um, number nine, to, to pray to overcome temptation. So we know the famous um, New Testament uh, uh, verses in Matthew 4, 1 to 11, Jesus is led to the desert and he's going to be tested in the wilderness. And we know that Jesus is tempted in the desert and he has to fast for 40 days. It's not only to prepare him for ministry, but it was also to help overcome temptation and the onslaught from Satan. So we are to fast to overcome a temptation that has taken hold of our life. And lastly, number 10, we fast in order to worship God, and this is so important. In Luke 2, it tells us of an 84-year-old prophetess called Anna, and it says this, She never left the temple but worshipped night and day and fasted and praying. Anna was devoted to God and expressed her adoration, her worship, and her love for God through fasting and praying every day in the temple. So this is 10 reasons as to why we should fast. And so right now, I'm calling our church at CSAV to fast for spiritual revival because I believe that's something that's something God desires for his work, but also for any urgent um, prayer needs. Let it be a broken relationship. Let it be a, a miraculous healing. Let it be a family member that's in trouble. Let it be a, a relationship that needs restoration. So we're not fasting because um, we want to impress others. We're not fasting to lose weight. We're not fasting to, you know, to for, for material things outside the God, the will of God, but we are fasting because I believe that fasting is so underutilized and so underused as a weapon. And I believe that if we can unlock the art and science of fasting, especially from the Bible, miracles can happen. Deliverance can happen. Victory can happen over temptation. And and the mission of God, and most importantly, will happen in our lives and we'll see amazing things happen. So I hope you would join me as well, Too Fast. And I hope this, pod, this number one episode for this particular podcast of spiritual leadership um, has helped you as well. So if you've liked this content, please uh, rate and review it. On, your, on, on wherever you're listening to it and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Ciao.